I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This is Play Me, your digital theater. We transform the hottest contemporary plays into bingeable audio dramas. I'm Laura Mullen. And I'm Chris Tolley. Welcome to Play Me. We are so happy to launch a brand new season of contemporary plays, freshly recorded and transformed into bingeable audio dramas. Over the past several months, we've been pouring over plays from writers across the country in search of shows that are memorable, moving, and deeply immersive. We're proud to announce this season's lineup. Butcher by Nicholas Bion. Carried away on the crest of a wave by David Yee. Crawl Space by Karen Hines. Take de Milk Na by Jiv Parasram. And The Boy in the Moon by Emile Scher, adapted from the best-selling novel by Ian Brown. We begin this season with Butcher by Governor General award-winning playwright Nicholas Bion. It's late on Christmas Eve when a drugged old man in a Santa hat in military uniform is dumped outside a police station with a butcher's hook around his neck and a note attached that reads, Arrest Me. And so begins this dark political thriller that brings together a police officer, a lawyer, and a translator in search of a powerful truth, the unearthing of a buried past, and the quest for justice. We want to warn our listeners that this play involves difficult themes and graphic scenes depicting sexual assault and violence. It contains graphic language and is not suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. This is part one of three of Butcher by Nicholas Bion. Sorry. No? No. You sure? I'm sure. Take another look. I wish I could help, but I've never seen this man before. Though he doesn't look familiar at all. Damn. Took this shift because I figured it'd be quiet, you know, but instead I'm stuck with Sergeant Santa. Has he said anything? Nothing except for, uh... Nechuvi Nichorachi. At least that's what it sounds like. He said it. Nechuvi Nichorachi. Right, that. 
Is he drunk? There's no alcohol in his breath, but he was a bit wobbly on his feet, though. He's under the influence of something. Drugs? And he said that every time you walked. So, so what? The thing, sentence, nay, chuvy, whatever. Oh, yeah. Every time I ask him a question, why? Any idea what he might be saying? I thought it was Russian at first, but no, it's some obscure Eastern European... Lavinian. I have a colleague who's from there. Think he's up right now? Uh, not at three in the morning, no. Yeah, it's just... I called for a translator about Christmas Eve. God knows when he'll get here, if... Oh, and I guess technically it's Christmas now. Merry Christmas. Thanks. Anyway, I tried Google translating this, but apparently I can't spell for shit because it tells me he's saying, I want very much to woo you. I doubt that somehow. Yeah, otherwise he ain't gonna like my answer. Not that gay isn't, you know. So what do you make of the whole military uniform? That's you said he had really throwing me up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait till you see this. Jesus. Had this around his neck. Ever seen one before? Is that for shark fishing? It's a butcher's hook. You know, for meat. My uncle brought one home for Halloween one year because I was dressing up as Captain Hook. Yarr! I didn't mean to. Sorry. Anyway, my mom didn't let me use it. She was afraid I'd take some kid's eye out with it. Prohapsy me. Google says it means arrest me in Lavinian. That's how I figured where he's from. At least I know I spelled it right. That's your business card, eh? It is. So you see why I'm confused that you don't know him. I'm just as confused as you are. I'm getting that vibe. Sir? Sir? How did you get my card? Did you finish your Archie? At least he's consistent. Did someone give this to you? I don't think he speaks English. Yeah. Does he even understand where he is? No, no. When the two kids brought him in, he was kids? a bit... All right, so these two kids, well, these two young guys or whatever, they show up at the station around midnight or so carrying our friend here. Officer Taylor, the desk clerk, you met him downstairs on your way in. He says, can I help you? Blah, blah, blah. But they just dump Sergeant Santa on a chair and take off. It's possible someone's playing a prank on you? If so, it's not funny. Yeah, well, stranger things have happened. A few months ago, we had a teenager drop off his Alzheimer's grandma because he had a date and didn't want a babysitter. I mean, who treats family like that, am I right? Yeah. Anyway, it's just the details here that don't make sense, you know? The uniform. Can't get this at a hardware store. And your business card. Maybe someone thought he'd need a lawyer. An intellectual property lawyer? Maybe he's a serial downloader. Is this your first time in a police station or something? It is, as a matter of fact. Well, so you know, you're allowed to make jokes in here. It's the middle of the night, Inspector. And I woke you up. My bad. What I'm trying to figure out is, why use your business card? If I don't leave someone a note, I'll use a post-it. Could he be homeless? Mentally ill? Maybe I gave him money, I don't know, and that's how he got my card? Mm. Here you are, my good man. Go get yourself a sandwich and... Oh, here's my card in case you're ever arrested for, you know, plagiarism. Yeah, okay. In any case, I don't think he's homeless. 
The homeless have an unmistakable aroma. He doesn't. And there's no way to say if he's... I called the KMHs and psych wards in the area. No one's gone missing. It's pretty clear he's been drugged, though. Yeah. Maybe he was playing hard to get, so the two kids gave him a roofie. I know, I know. My wife says I've got the worst combination ever. A foul sense of humor and lousy timing. (laughs) It's fine. The download joke was okay. Yeah? With two daughters of the internet age, you learn a thing or two about copyright. Anyway, I... Okay, can I be that guy? What guy? The guy who brings up his kids and then immediately shows you their picture? Sure. I used to hate people who did this before I had kids, right? And then I had my own. And now I'm that douchebag. That's Erin. She's 13. And that's Iris, 7. They're lovely. Yeah, they're pretty special. I finished my shift just in time for presents in the morning. Any kids? No. Lucky you, in a way, because a wife and two daughters, that's a lot of estrogen in the house. I mean, lots of pink, lots of... Pastel-colored everything, eh? Yeah. Wow. But you know what the worst is? The bathroom, hands down. So much she butter this and pomegranate that. It's a goddamn fruit garden is what it is. I swear, you could fart in there all day and no one would ever know. (laughs) All right, all right. You know you've hit bottom when the fart jokes start, am I right? Hit bottom? Oh, yes, I see. Wait, I'll say it for you. Shut the hell up, Inspector. (laughs) Uh, I should follow my own advice sometimes. Don't worry about it. I'm sorry I couldn't be of more help, Inspector. Look, do me a favor. Stick around for a bit. Just in case we get lucky and the translator shows up. Is it... I have breakfast at my cousin's in Brampton tomorrow. Of I could course, really use I it. totally understand, but I'm sure you want to clarify this whole business card thing as much as I do, no? Just give me another 20 minutes. I'll get you a coffee, and I solemnly swear not to make any more jokes. That's a better deal than my wife gets. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm going to YouTube some hockey fights to pass the time if you're interested. Still raining, eh? Yeah. Do you remember when we had, you know, snow at this time of year? I grew up in England. Doesn't it snow there? Occasionally. Lots of rain. Then you must be feeling right at home, friend. How do you take your coffee? Black, thank you. No, trust me, not black. One sugar? Two? Three? It's for your own good. Coffee? Do you want a coffee? (laughs) Poor guy. It's a hell of a way to spend Christmas. Marco! Marco! Still love his voice, I'm sorry. I don't speak Lavinian. Delicious! Marco! My name is Hamilton Barnes, sir. Minimum impersonation, Hilda. I'm sorry. Do you know where you are? A police station? Toronto? Miss Toronto? Yes, 
Toronto. You didn't know that. Got to me nicely. Be on some operation and let some food Toronto. Yes. How did you get my business card? Are you all right? Marco. No, no. Hamilton. I'm not who you think I am. We're glad to know you for you. Marco. Madame Pomachi. Thanks. It's not easy with it. I bet you couldn't get him to shut up, eh? Actually... Uh, he said something? Yeah, a few things, but I didn't the understand... The whole business? No. Other things. Huh. Strange that to you he would, you know, talk. Yeah. Well, maybe not, actually. I'm pretty sure Lavinia was under communist rule. He's definitely old enough to have lived through it. Uh, the police weren't exactly, you know, guardians of the peace. A lot of people there still have trouble trusting any police for that very reason. He doesn't know you're not a cop. I don't exactly give off a law and order vibe. <laughs> nope. Well, if he's spooked by cops, he picked the right night. It's a damn ghost ship around here. Mola. What? Vola. Is he saying thank you? Maybe. Vola. Vola. I guess this qualifies as progress. Vola. Yeah, okay. Now wait till you try the coffee. Hey, so how come you know so much about Lavinia? My colleague. Whenever we complain about things here, he goes off about back in my day. Mm, that must get annoying. Holy fuck, this is bad. Don't drink it before I make you sign a waiver. That is... unspeakable. And I put four sugars. <laughs> <laughs> Communism must have been worse than I thought. You a hockey fan? Not really. No, no, of course, it's uh, soccer, right? No, football. <laughs> My parents were from Birmingham, so I was a de facto Villa fan. De facto? You always talk Greek and stuff? It's Latin, actually. Latin, right. Duh. Oh, God, no, I didn't mean... Just pull on your leg. Explain something to me. I'm asking because I really just don't get it. How do you get excited about a sport where you're lucky if they score one goal in a game? That seems crazy. Doesn't that happen in hockey? Sure, every now and then, but it's the exception, not the rule. Shit. D.W. The wife. Hey, honey. Pumpkin, what are you doing up? Well, Santa won't come till you're asleep. No, no, that's one of his rules. He doesn't deliver presents to children who stay up waiting for him. Of course I'm sure, sweetie, you can ask Mommy. She likes to double-check her facts, the little monster. See, now that you know, go to bed. Honey, I'm sure that Santa didn't forget about you. Because he told me. That's right. In fact, he's with me now. He just told me what he's bringing you. What? Uh, no, I, I don't think Santa has time to talk to you right now. No, of course he likes you. He's just very busy. All right, all right. I'll ask him. Okay, so, bad move, telling her I was with Santa. Shit. 
Could you be Santa? Sorry? Just say hi or whatever. Tell her you're in a hurry. I do a voice, but she recognizes me now. Uh... Please. She thinks Santa forgot about her. I guess. Bless your cotton socks. It's Iris, the seven-year-old. Pumpkin? Santa's gonna say hello, but he's in a hurry, okay? Uh, hello? Uh, uh, nice to meet you, Iris. Uh, yes, of course this is Santa. Uh, now, don't you worry. Uh, ho, ho, ho. I haven't forgotten about you. You're next on my list. Uh, so long as you're asleep, of course. Will you go straight to bed now? That's a good girl. Good night, Iris. Ho, ho, ho. Pumpkin, go to bed now. Yes, Santa's from England. Put Mommy back on the phone. Hey, if she's not asleep in 20 minutes, you have my permission to grind all my Ativan into a glass of warm milk. All right, see you soon, honey. Thank you. Don't mention it. That was a pretty good Santa. Oh, thanks. By the way, I was kidding about the Ativan. Iris, you know? She's starting to have doubts about Santa. Her sister knows he's not real, of course, so I'm sure that isn't helping, but I guess we don't want her to grow up too fast, you know? Let her stay a kid for another year. I gotta tell you, when Carol was pregnant with Iris, I was hoping for a boy. I, I don't know if that's sexist or whatever, but I guess since we already had Aaron and... I just feel like boys are less naive than girls, maybe. But you know what the toughest thing is? Maybe it's because I'm a cop, you know? I get that, but I'm terrified they're going to get raped. Keeps me up at night. Erin, she's 13, right? Just starting to have... And every now and then I catch some dude, some guy in his 30s or 40s, giving her a look. And I'm telling you, I'm going to go over and break every fucking bone in his body, right? And I know that's wrong, but still, it's there. That impulse, you know? Guys who fuck with children, I'm sorry, but they should get the death penalty. I know that's not politically correct or whatever these days, but seriously... Maybe I gotta have kids to understand this, I don't know. I don't think so. You wanna protect what you love. But I bet you don't believe in the death penalty. Yeah, no surprise. Why do you say that? Well, cause, you know, just the way you're dressed, whatever, cause you're educated. I don't know, the accent you can tell. Okay. No, it's like, look. You're the kind of guy who uses words that make guys like me want to, you know, punch you in the face. That's all. Not literally, obviously. <laughs> Sorry, that was... You like football and, I don't know, polo or whatever. I'm a hockey and UFC guy. It's totally cool. Please tell me you've heard of UFC. It's cage fighting. You've never watched it. Guilty. Of course not. No one who did would call it cage fighting. I'll tell you this, friend. It's the sport of the future. It's like boxing meets martial arts. These guys are warriors. And, and there's a whole code, you know, honor. It's amazing to watch. After these guys finish kicking and punching and kung fu and the shit out of each other, they hug it out. 
sounds like bread and circuses, no? Whoa, whoa, whoa. They're not clowns. Of course. I only meant... What? Watching people hurt each other just isn't my idea of a good time. They're not people. They're athletes. (laughs) You sound like Carol. She's watching once or twice and hates it. She says they all look like convicts with the tats and stuff. Right. <laughs> ah, shit. What's wrong, buddy? I think he's feeling sick or something. Thanks, Captain Obvious. Okay there? Right. Right. No, I don't think any more coffee's a good idea. Maybe he wants water. Oh, yeah. That makes more sense. What the hell is wrong with you? I don't know who you think I am, and I have no idea who you are. Okay? Do you get it? I don't speak Marco. If you are who you say you are, you'd be dead. Here you go, buddy. I took his hat off. It was undignified. You better? Okay. Should he see a doctor, maybe? Well, as I said, I'm just waiting for the translator. He looks like he's in pain. Bulnaka! Bulnaka! Okay, Bulnaka! Bulnaka! What, what is it? Bulnaka! Beeboo! 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 An ambulance? Jesus. The East General is five minutes away. I can give him some aspirin, but I can't just let him go. Detective, look at him. I get it, I get it. Just give me a second. There's protocol that needs to be followed. Is he under arrest? Well, no. I mean, unless he's turning himself in. Why would you think that? Because he had a note that said, arrest me, written on your business card. Right. Though that could have been the two men who... I just hope his habeas corpus rights haven't habeas been infringed. corpus? To hold the body. Oh, yeah, I know what it means, Mr. Barnes. I just feel like all of a sudden you're lawyering up. I'm a simple guy, and I might not know the difference between Greek and Latin, but I'm not an idiot. I never implied. Nor for the record am I a sadist. I can see that our friend here is in pain. Of course. I'm sorry if it sounded... I just don't like to see people suffering. A compassionate lawyer. It must be Christmas. But let me ask you a question. Why is his boot untied? I hadn't noticed. Well, he only could have done it when I went out. Yeah? You didn't notice him lean over, untie his boot? I was on my phone. Candy Crush. Mr. Barnes. Whoa, buddy. You want the boot off? Okay, okay, I got it. Did you see that? What the fuck? I think... It must be an infection of some sort. I don't know. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Are you serious? It probably hurts like hell. <laughs> oh, fuck. Detective. Oh. Yeah, I'll call an ambulance. It'll be faster if I drive him. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll let him know that you're coming. Good idea. Chris, put me through to emergencies, General. 
Hi, this is Detective Lamb at 56 Division. Yeah, I, I got a John Doe on his way over to you with a serious foot infection or something. He'll be there in five, ten minutes. Yes, he'll be with a lawyer, Hamilton Barnes. Yes. Thank you. They're waiting for you. Great. Give me your card and I'll call you when he's being seen. Oh, shit. I don't, I don't have any on me. I'll call you in an hour, okay? You can let me know. Can I help you? Didn't you call for an interpreter? That was part one of three of Butcher by Nicholas Bion. Parts two and three are available now. Butcher featured Tony Napo, Andrew Musselman, John Cohenskin, and Michelle Monteith. The Toronto theatrical production was directed by Wene Bengeja and was produced by Why Not Theatre and Butcher's Block. It was presented at the Theatre Centre. Butcher received its world premiere at the 2015 Alberta Theatre Project's Playwrights Festival in Calgary, Alberta. The Livinian language was created by Christina E. Kramer and Dragonal Obradovich. The sound editor and designer for this episode was Gregory J. Sinclair. If you haven't already, we want to take this moment to remind you to subscribe to Play Me through Apple or Google Podcasts or by going to cbc.ca forward slash playmecbc. By subscribing, you can listen to all of our past shows and you won't miss a single one of our new episodes. And while you're there, we'd love it if you would consider rating and reviewing us to help us spread the word about our podcast. Special thanks to our CBC producers, Fabiola Melendez-Carletti, Cecil Fernandez, and Tanya Springer. The executive producer of CBC Podcasts is Arif Narani. The senior director of audio innovation is Leslie Merklinger. Play Me is produced by Laura Mullen and Chris Tolley. Play Me is funded by the Canada Council for the Arts and the Ontario Arts Council. Play Me is produced by Expect Theatre in partnership with CBC Podcasts. For more information on our plays and artists, please visit playmepodcast.com. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.